Hello and welcome. Well, what's the number? Four, five, summer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode four, five, something of the regular features podcast. Summit, Matt. He said summit. Four, five, summit or order. Uh, of the uh, regular features podcast it's been 10 whole years 10 years 10 years 10 years of this but now today we've checked the calendars and it's actually the 10 year anniversary of the podcast that last one a few weeks ago that i completely forgot about wasn't real forget about it put it in the bin with the mayans this time i run it's real for the real for the real deal it was the rehearsal it was the rehearsal dinner this is you're in mm-hmm. it now you're in it now yep. That was a Dairyly Triangle. This is the fucking Borsan. Wall of che- oh, I was going to say it's a wall of cheese, but you don't really get those, do you? <laughs> no. Dairyly Triangle. At one end, the cheapest cheese is the Dairyly Triangle. And then, of course, there is the wall of cheese in Israel that you <laughs> just run into. The bravest man runs full pelt and just immerses himself fully in the wall of cheese. Mm, he doesn't come back out, and you can't tell if it's because he wants to stay in there. But when you grab his wrist, his wrist flinches from you. <laughs> Do you know that uh, David Hasselhoff performed when they pulled the wall of cheese down? It was very, it was poignant. Mm. My granddad has a piece of cheese in his drawer. Okay. <laughs> 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 Wrapped in a hanky, so it didn't uh, go off. Uh, I'm Matt Lees. Uh, this is Steve Hogarty. Hello. And John Log Blythe. Hello, you boys. And we're going to do a podcast. Roll podcast VT. Regular features. Regular features. What is a feature coming next? Let us see. Guys, I'm sorry I'm late for the podcast. Um, as you can tell, I'm white as a sheet. Uh, I am blanched to the bone. <laughs> I've been spooked. I've been spooked. My guts are riddled with spectres. Oh. Warren Spectre. Oh. <laughs> your guts are a warren of spectres. Could we break into them either directly or by hacking your bum hole or by uh, sneaking through an air vent? Um, it's actually <laughs> it's the epic Mickey um, ah, yeah, right, the, so. the later years. So we yeah. paint your guts with a big brush? Didn't play it. Yeah, I think he had a paintbrush, didn't he? Yeah, he did in the key art. That's all I know. Yeah, there was a while there where platformers were all about painting big splodges of of uh, gunk on stuff. That's when the when the consoles could start handling the colours. Puddles. <laughs> Puddle technology really <laughs> Puddle took physics. <laughs> I'm sorry about your spooky situation, uh, Steve, but I, I, I've got a bigger apology I should drop on the, the group and the fact that I I did forget our 10-year anniversary, um, hmm. which is, hmm. yeah. But you know what, Matt? That's okay. Is it? Because we're the 10... It's the 10-year boys. The 10-year the anniversary didn't happen until this... Configuration. This lament configuration happened once again. So now we've got it's full us, episode one are back. Full regular features. Ten year. Ten. Ten year. Ten, ten year. Ten year. Yes. Yeah. That works. Well, I've bought you all uh, flowers from the garage anyway, and I'm drunk and crying, and I'm here, and I'm sorry. Um, if it makes you, you feel better, flowers and not a Ginsters buffet bar. I... Fuck you. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> As I said to you guys directly in the uh, on WhatsApp, like I did also forget my ten year anniversary of being together with my wife. We both forgot it. To be fair, we just both realised it was probably about six months ago. Yeah, but this is like you had four wives who were all celebrating know, without you. I know, I know, I know, and it was weird because Steve was like, "Pop on if you want," because I knew you were recording a podcast, and I was like, "Yeah," and I was like out in the garden, somebody in our flat was uh, not our flat, our building was leaving, and we're having a leaving do for her. And I was like, Steve was really keen for me to just pop onto the podcast. And I was like, I kept, I went through and searched through the messages being like, did I agree to be on a podcast tonight? Is this like, did I say I'd be on it? And I was like, no, I don't think I did. And then I didn't clock until the podcast went up saying 10 year anniversary. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I don't think I've told you this story because I'm so mortified by it. Um, one of my best friends from school and someone who was, I was the best man at his wedding, he died recently. And um, I got a text on the day of his funeral asking if I was okay because I'd forgotten. I'd put the wrong date down. Oh, no. I put the wrong date down in my diary. And I replied to someone asking me if I was okay because the only reason I wouldn't have turned up to one of my oldest friend's 
funerals was if I was dying or something. And I just replied, yeah, I'm fine. Just a little bit spaced out. Things are weird, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) You should have said you were doing that thing where you were standing in the distance under a a black umbrella, just like staring as if you uh, had a dark secret. Every time you look around, I'm under a different tree. (laughs) (laughs) As if you can't be there because the FBI are going to be there and it's, you know... Oh, that's a disaster. That was the most hot-brained, mortifying day of, well, my COVID. You weren't, <laughs> was your COVID? You weren't supposed to be the like the best man at the funeral or anything, were you? I was, well, I was going to be if I was there, but there was, there was no official allocation. You were supposed to help lower the casket into the, into the hole in the ground. I'm the one you, were, you were responsible for the legs end, so they just lowered him in head first, and then he slid in like a, yeah. <laughs> like a fish. I think that funerals should have, like, Best best man and groomsman and uh, and uh, not groomsman, call him something else like deathsman, tombsman, tombsmaids. They're pretty cool. Man in the hole, keeping it empty for the coffin, and that's what I want to be. Just standing in the hole, saying, just keeping no, make sure no one puts the wrong coffin in there. <laughs> well, in case a bird flies into it, you don't want to bury the bird <laughs> with the punch the, the fucking bird right out. Again. <laughs> Steve, as you should well know, that is one of the duties of the deathsman. Um, or the tombs maids. He's got a broomstick down there. And he chases out any any birds that try and get underground, because birds are envious of the of the dirt. Can you not all be the best man at my funeral? Can you all like wear matching suits and and do yeah. do a funny I'm say, funny I'm talk? Say yes. Yeah, but, great. And I'm also not going to turn up. <laughs> Just because I want this to be, I also don't want this to be my bit. I want to, I want to commit to but this. But who's going to bring the rings? <laughs> oh, Sorry, I've because I lost my marbles a little bit. But you're right. It, it is. It is ten years of regular features. Well, it kind of was two weeks ago. But I think, Log, you're right. We have been coasting. We've been waiting for our three planets to realign, which is the astronomical. Anniversary of Red <laughs> The celestial birthday has come this around. This is it. This is the real one. What does that mean? Does that mean, for example, that we actually go back and repeat the original features from episode one of regular I, features that I must never be repeated? That is, well, that is what the Mayans did whenever their podcasts hit a big milestone. And look what happened to them. <laughs> it correctly predicted 2012. It happened. It came around just like they said it would. Yeah, I think if we got if we are going to do that, that'd be great. But it'd be nice to do it with a kind of um, modern sensibilities. I mean, we all we've all grown in the last ten years. Well, I think I've only got ten years of podcasting in me, so this is the point at which I say, "Pop me out, turn me over, and slip me back in to listen to side B," which is me <laughs> saying it all again <laughs> using different words. It is time for the next regular feature. Before we jump into the ten-year anniversary replication process which needs to go perfectly, otherwise we all explode inside the transporter <laughs> box. It's sort of um, more of like a ritual, really, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. don't want to be permanently out of phase with myself if I get this fucked. <laughs> As I said on the way in, I I am frightened. I am afraid. I've just come back from Scotland, which, for my money, is the most frightening and scary of the four nations. Four nations, Four nations in the United Kingdom. I went to, it's spelled Castle Menzies. Like John Menzies, the, the old news agents. But they pronounce it Castle Menge. Menge. Castle Manjoa. They're having you, they're having you on. Menjoa. Manjoa. Oh, Steve, how do they pronounce it, please? Castle Mando. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those cards, they're orange. <laughs> During the day, it's a lovely castle. It's a lovely um, um, restored. It's not restored. No, it's original. And you can take tours and you can go around. You can see all the original floors and stones where the old king used to live and the chief, the chieftain of of Aberdeen. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't, I wasn't paying attention. I drank, just drank loads of whiskey in Scotland. Um, it is very interesting. And at night. When the sun drops down behind the highlands and the ghosties, the wee ghosties start to come out. <laughs> they do ghost tours, naturally. It's a little bit of a money spinner for them. And they had a couple, a lovely couple, and I don't want to, to uh, 
for this feature to cast them in any sort of absurd lights. I, I really enjoyed the trip. I really enjoyed the, the tour of the of the thing. I think they're really passionate. They definitely believe in ghosts, like 100%. So they come across as uh, very sincere and easy to giggle at. But they were very... Um, I start. I started recording some clips because I thought this this might be make good regular features fodder. But quite quickly, the, the guy came over to me and he said, I'm really sorry, but there's a, there's a real problem with um, people stealing our ghost tour. Like, they'll record it. They'll record all the stories that they researched about the various chieftains of Aberdeen that lived in the castle. It's uh, all chieftains of Aberdeen. <laughs> and then they'll use them on their own ghost tour. And I thought, oh, God, yeah, you're right. I never thought about someone plagiarizing all these ghost tours. So he he asked me to bleep out all of the most important parts of it and i've got i've got the bleeped out audio file but luckily i i remember everything that he said so i thought unbleeped just, it yeah i've unbleeped it. i've just i'm gonna tell you you'll hear the bleeps but i'm gonna say what it was that it's like said. blankety blank it's like blankety blank spookity splank Spookity Splank. 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 Listen to this, and I mean, you're you're going to um, you're going to understand why why I came in. Why is a sheet? Here we go. When we come in, he's talking about um, if you've taken any pic- like pictures of this of this thing, uh, then let him know because they do love sharing them. If you get any good ones, let us see them. We might see the shiting nun. <laughs> shiting nun. Or if you ever walk into a room and you think you see somebody and you turn and there's no one there, or you go into a darkened room and there's a nun having a shite that is dark with <laughs> hair around it, and they're very common. Again, we might see a nun squatting on a mantelpiece <laughs> doing a shite into a vase. Tonight, or we might hit the jackpot and see a full erection. What you would think of as a boner. Now, in about 20 years of doing this, I have never once seen a grown man get so frightened his skeleton jumps out of his mouth and runs around wearing a skin like a flamenco skirt. But I have friends who have. But the castle has a reputation or a history of. Scary shiting nuns making unbroken eye contact with you while they do a shite. Been seen. Big cummy boners walking around like its balls are its feet. Been seen and Dracula. Been seen. So we might be very lucky. If you do see anything at all, let us know at the time. The worst thing for me is when we get back out at the end of the two in the car park and somebody's saying, seeing that pink room, I saw big. Dracula. They're right behind you when you're talking. Because if you tell them at the time, we can discuss it. And we can say, well, is it... Count Dracula, Lord of the Undead. Is it something that's been seen already in this room? And we can discuss, discuss it at the time. It's a much better tour. So if you could do that for me, I'd be really, really grateful. There we go. Yeah, so that's some of the some of the things you do see on the on the tour that you obviously want to keep on the wraps. Wow. Because it's exclusive to their tour. More... <laughs> I want to go on the whole tour. Did you oh. see any of those things and point them out? Well, that's just this is just a brief snippet preview of an upcoming feature because I think there's a lot to digest from that tour. That oh little, yeah, that little trip around. Some um, of it indigestible, frankly. So yeah, some of it came went right through me like a ghost does. So um, mm. look forward to that. I thought I'd um, before we dive into the ten year anniversary, I'd give you a glimpse. Uh, what I'm working on, because I'm for always year. working on cool new things. Always uh, looking forward to the next 10 years. And looking back, looking forwards and backwards at the same time. Just never sideways, so don't sneak up on me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have dug up, thankfully. I obviously couldn't write an original Torchwood script because it's not. it doesn't exist anymore. They're done with it. Uh, but I did have a rifle through the drawers, and I actually found uh, a recording from the set of Torchwood ten years ago, which uh, I thought I've transcribed, and we can actually like you know we can actually like read it all out in characters, and it's this basically your... like a Torchwood feature again. This was like, your feature in episode one. I know. Torchwood. I well, can't it, even it, remember it, this. It wasn't even a. It wasn't even a I script. Thought, I was, it was I rubbish. I was the Doctor Who and Torchwood guy. It turns out it was Matt. 
it was basically just me sassing on the fact that they had some bad writing an episode or something and that was it have you listened to like don't listen to the early episodes of the podcast fucking awful like in a nice way very likable how dare you no in a nice, We're still us, Matt. No, <laughs> in a nice way. I, like, I listen back to it, and the kindest thing I can say about episode one of Regular Features is it's clearly three people like each other having quite a lot of fun, being quite drunk, and playing with microphones. And we were having a lot of fun and playing with microphones, but it's not very good. And also back then, like I was a bit of a shitter. Like, I, I'm like, it takes me about a minute and a half to start being fat phobic and misogynistic and just a bit of a twat. So yes, and I use a racist term for urethra. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. we've really grown. The <laughs> past is a foreign country. But more importantly, we've now learned how to edit podcasts and remove the past is a foreign stuff. country, so stop being time racist. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, without further ado, here is uh another Torchwood episode. Um as first heard in episode one of Regular Features. Very nice. Uh, what's my motivation here, Matt? My <laughs> triumphant or my... Uh, uh, I think if you look next to your name, it's a Steve in full capitals, and then in brackets, in full capitals again, villainous. Well, vil- villains can encompass a wide range of emotions. Have I just beaten you? Snooty, snooty villain, I think, snooty. yeah. Snooty? Oh, okay, I get it. Snooty wow. villain who thinks he's definitely won. Oh, okay, yeah. now I'm, now I'm yeah, really on board with the You're swinging. Like act three... And Log, Deal. just for your uh, initial motivation, you are John Barrowman. I've got that. Okay. Mm. Have we cancelled him now? He's a bit. He's a bit wrong. He's isn't a bit he? dick out, slappy yeah. to bout. That's what he did. Yeah. Anyway, but he's gay, so if you take offence, who's the real villain? Yeah, that's actually gay culture. And yeah, you're appropriating it. <laughs> Captain Jack Harkness, you've gone too far this time. <laughs> if you think this is too far, you aren't ready for Captain Jack on the weekends. Such crypts may be fine fur for the likes with which you mingle, but I, Professor Timefuck, have little time for your banterous bonhomie. Did you just say bonhomie? How about I bone her, yo? Cut, no. From the top, let's reset everyone and just just go for the top. Good good work, everyone. I do appreciate the patience. <sighs> Are you telling me that there's a line of dangerous energy running all the way underneath this building? This building? Oh, yes. And beyond. A toxic undercurrent that, if left unprotected, well, it could mean the collapse of all of this and much more beyond. What? So it runs all the way across Cardiff? Well... Bits of it, yes. Most of London. Well, Manchester soon, I suppose, too. But but the old guard will always be based in London. And so, yes, it's our mission to make sure that all of this remains an absolute secret. Do you understand? The panic. I can't even imagine. Exactly. We can't have the general public being aware that the people they look up to when they're watching television are a swathe of cocks-out, overhandsy cunts. Right, yeah, yeah, right. But... We do need to protect people, too, which is why we've specifically scripted plot lines here that mostly make it impossible for Captain Harkness to go rubbing his jack all over the fucking curtains. Oh, my God. Whose curtains has he been rubbing it on? Oh, it's, it, it's 2010. 1990s fashion won't return for another eight years. And even then, we won't see it coming. The 1990s can't come back. They wouldn't. They can, and they will. But it's your job to keep all of this under hot wraps. Now look, I thought for tomorrow's scene, I thought I could sort of straddle the Cyberman and pretend it was Doctor Who. And Doctor Who has a massive knob on, and I'm angry as hell, but also into it. Right. Just get the the energy across, the conviction, you know? Yeah, but with, with trousers on? Okay. Yeah, John, shake on it. Wubba-lubba-lubba! Oh, he's shaking his penis. Wubba-lubba-lubba! Ah, yeah, close the curtains. Thanks, Susan, thanks. So, listen, in this next scene, there will be a couple of restrictions, John. Oh, you're not making me wear the necromancer glove again, are you? It made lunchtime tugs an absolute nightmare. It did prove a very effective prop, yes. No, so in this scene, you're immortal obviously, and you're trapped underground. And butt-fucking-naked! No. Oh, okay, you're already... Okay. Okay. Um, And then we pour concrete onto you, 
Oh, no. And as that starts to solidify now, you're unable to move your hands around. Kill me won't bring back these apples. How's he doing? We used fast-fixing mix. He shouldn't be able to reach his penis, let alone juggle his bollocks like that. Okay, cut. So listen, let's try this again. But this time, we chain John down by all of his limbs so that he physically can't touch himself or anyone else. But I'm still butt-fucking naked. Yes, yes, John. It takes long enough to get the manacles on. We haven't got the overtime pay to do clothes as well. Are you sure we need to, you know, keep this a secret? Couldn't we just draw a line under all of this, except that it is an acceptable behaviour, and encourage other talented people who don't do this into the fray? Look, this institution has been running like this, in secret, for hundreds of years. You want us to just throw it all away because of some evidently inappropriate undercurrent of misconduct? I don't know. I just think, like... I don't know, I think 10 years from now, maybe people will look back on this stuff and say, you know, hey, this happened and it wasn't cool. But it is cool now. It's 2011. And if people 10 years from now look back and say, hey, your behaviour back then was abhorrent and wrong, well, then... Then what? Well, then... Fuck, I don't, I don't know. Guys, guys, I made a snow angel in the concrete using my prehensile penis! Get the banana manacles out! Fuck! Regular features! Prescient. Very prescient. How how much has changed in ten years? If you know, you all used to look up so much to Torchwood for all of our. We looked to Torchwood as our moral compass in those days, as an understanding of how to relate to other people. Now, I don't know if that was such a good idea, you know? I couldn't quite tell if we were making Torchwood or in Torchwood. So I think the uh, the um, ability to to structure a script in a way that I could read, read it using the correct voices all the way through, that's definitely improved yeah. in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I like the fact that John Barrowman is never not Captain Jack Harkness. He's just always... <laughs> I, I didn't have to change my voice at all. <laughs> I mean, I... Like episode one, I knew you were going to do a Torchwood feature, so I thought I'd do the same feature I did in episode one, which is four synopses of Torchwood episodes that I thought you could guess whether they're real or not. But I stopped listening to Unheard That and thought, what four episodes would I make now? Oh, yeah. What four four episodes would I imagine they might make now? And we can compare them to the ones that I thought they might make in episode one. It's a... Time straddle, multiverse of, is it real or not, basically. So I'm going to read these out, and you tell me if they're real episodes or not. All right, so there's this cyberwoman. She's just got enough human bits left on her for a red-blooded bloke to have a good squeeze on. So he gives him a squeeze and promises to keep her a secret as long as she doesn't murder everyone. She murders everyone, but not before everyone slopes off for a finger in the morgue. And in the end, it doesn't matter because a pterodactyl carries her off. <laughs> I think that's true. That I, I is true. That happened. I remember that. that. That is true. That's episode one, series, that's series one, episode four, Cyberwoman, written by Chris Chibnall, and went <laughs> on to become Chris Chibnall. <laughs> Shout out, Chris. Yeah, uh, so I, I had no idea what I'd originally wrote for episode one this because I did stop listening but what I'd written for first one and this one is Captain Jack Harkness is kidnapped by a big pair of sexy knickers I mean yeah real good low effort stuff yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) I could see that I could see that getting bought by the BBC ten years ago for Torchwood series three you know I could see that being a thing and so let's try number two do you remember that claw they had that you grabbed dead people's memories out of them from? It was a massive part of the first season, I think, and I've just found out from Matt's feature that it was called the Necromancer Glove. It, it was how they solved crimes. Well, at the beginning of season three, Yanto gets it out and has a wank with it, which also happened in Matt's feature just then, which is like a bit of synchronicity. And, but, but from that point on in the episode, the whole show is shot from waist height and narrated by a Yanto's dick which isn't interested in the plot at all, which <laughs> makes it incredibly confusing. Um, That's great. It's like a TV show, but like cross with Punch Drunk, but with somebody who doesn't know what's going on, and just walking around being like, oh, you fuck. <laughs> Look at that. Hey. 
can't believe it took us both ten years to think of having a wank with the necromancer glove, Matt. <laughs> I mean, in, in mine, I just like I like the idea that they just tried to construct as much stuff as they could to try and stop Jeremy Barrowman from taking his trousers off or taking his dick out on the set, just just creating obstacles because uh, it was easy to do that a thousand times. So like having a wank with it would just overload the glove. Yeah, yeah, it would. The one I wrote, the second one I wrote for the episode one was. Everyone in the world is turned Welsh by aliens, except for Gwen Cooper, who becomes not Welsh for the first time in her life. And wanders the streets of Cardiff, <laughs> terrified and alone. One of the many perplexing things about episode one of Regular Features, there's a bit where I, I'm like, oh, I think Gwen Cooper's quite hot. Is that okay? It's like, of course it's fucking okay. She's fucking hot. What's wrong with you, you idiot? You fucking yeah. idiot. <laughs> I do. Is it okay I that I yet. like this? The woman? It's like, yes, t- shut the fucking mouth. Like whoever the fuck you want. Slap, 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 slap. I thinking at that stage going, yes, it's fine to have taste in people, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking insecure muppet. Shake him out like a rag and hang him on a washing line. We can, oh. Yeah, we can just delete the first episode. I know we can. Every new episode, we should delete well, one episode. Well, we probably need past. to delete the first 50. Let's be real. I don't even know. Like, it's just, it's fine. No, we've got people who listen to them again and again, and they grow with us. I know. And also, episode one has the highest fucking plays on SoundCloud. But what if you what if you listen to them all in reverse I know, order, I you know. You would ungrow. You would become, you become us from 10 years ago. And that's not a good place to be. I don't know. I'm sure that people enjoy it in nostalgia and understanding the change, but I think it's a special kind of torture for us to have to listen to it again and to be literally like... It's like in Ocarina of Time when you meet Dark Link in a mirror and have to fight him. It's just like looking, coming face to face with yourself in the past in such a direct and... Oh, if I could get my hands on me in the past, the things I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you'd turn him right upside down. I can hold him by the hip. (laughs) Uh, episode uh, episode three, th- number three, is this real or is this not real? Gwen swallows one of the immortal Jack Harkness's farts during a routine investigation, and when she gets shot in the face by an alien, she discovers that she is now immortal too. Toshiko explains that she'll be invincible forever so long as she never farts out Jack's fart. Gwen spends the whole episode eating eggs in the belief that being egg-bound is the same as not farting. But during a fight with an alien made out of tits, she gets punched in the tummy and farts out a thousand years in ten seconds, which allows her to do a kick so hard it boots the tit monster to the moon. At the end of the show, everyone looks up and the moon has a nipple. I mean, again, I think you are in danger here of being sued by the BBC. <laughs> Because this is just bang on. Like This is like you've broken into their archives and you've stolen the scripts that never got made. I actually think that was a really good fucking plot. Like yeah, it was secretly. great. The bit where you talked about like the, the thousand years worth of farts coming out for 10 seconds. I could that see is, that. Like, I could farts, see the VFX. Like, it's, it's like all the doctor's faces coming out yeah. of her ass. And the special effects, right? They're not good. They're really basic. Oh. But they're really no, but... held aloft as if like this is amazing. <laughs> and, like 20 just seconds. Loads of, just loads of clocks coming out of her ass. <laughs> Yeah, I can see it. I can see this. A grandfather clock, a pocket watch, the lot. (laughs) Uh, The third one I wrote for episode one was, Yanto and Jack Harkness both begin lactating and must suckle a gang of randy aliens. I think I'm better now. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. I think think you've, you've grown a lot. You're still a mucky fuck, but... No, I think... I think... I think I'm basically a lot longer now, which some people can mistake for being better. <laughs> and the last one, everyone gets immortality, but there's an American in it, so it doesn't feel right. Is that real or not real? <laughs> That's real. That That's is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I quite answer. like I quite like that uh, that uh, that arc. It was interesting. And episode one, the rat-faced one buys a pair of X-ray glasses out of a comic and looks at tits for an hour. So yeah, there you go. That's, that, that's me 10 years ago, 10 years now, and uh, welcome welcome to me. That was also me. I hope you love me both, because I need you to. Both of me. <laughs> yeah. Love me, 
You've got to love me. <laughs> Come with me and we'll be in a world of regular fajitas. I mean, all I've got is just reading out the... I haven't actually reread it either. <laughs> Volcanoes versus pedophiles. Do you reckon it stands up? <laughs> you should have rewritten it as Volcanoes versus pedophiles. <laughs> well, I think if we're going to do it, we just have to do it very straight. This is going to be like a remastered version of a, of a classic album. It's when they re-release like the Beatles, but it's like um, remastered for uh, 2020, where yeah. uh, you can really hear Ringo um, holding in a little fart that pops out <laughs> at the end of Hey Jude. But rather than a classic Beatles song, I thought I would just, using my lovely new microphone that I've got now and the wonders of, of Zoom and the 320 kilobit per second constant bit rate of this MP3 file. This is going to be beautiful. But lay it down just for ever in history, for the archives. Send it to the British Library. Now it's time for Steve's regular feature, What Am I, a Volcano or a Pedophile? Fantastic. I've come up with a little quiz. Mm. You need to guess. I'm going to describe either a volcano or a paedophile. Right. You need right. to tell right. me okay. which one of those two things I am describing to you. Do you understand the rules of the feature? Yeah. 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 Okay. Is there an easy like? Is there an easy one to start with so we can get like into it? Yeah. Yeah. We, we can. I can ease you into volcano versus paedophile. I say versus pedophile. They're not in opposition. They rarely not, interact. I feel like most people are, most things are in opposition. Sorry? Well, I, I was going to say most things are in opposition to pedophiles, but then I guess most, oh, I think most things are in opposition to volcanoes as well. So maybe they're allies. I don't know. Maybe it is a fight. Oh, the enemy of my enemy is a pedophile. I, I think I just ask the people of Pompeii whether they would rather have a volcano or a pedophile in the village. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit. You just made this real in a terrifying way. I'm not getting involved in this. This is a whole new trolley problem. All right. Um, I'm reading this site unseen, by the way. So if there's anything in here that I've grown out of, fuck me. Question. I don't know why it says question. It's not a question. It's a description. This is how the actual first feature went, wasn't it? Just dismantling the quiz as I go along. Right, here we go. I think we hadn't learned quite to guess this. Well, that one was false. So the next one's going to be false and then right. it's going to be true. That's the one. Volcano or pedophile number one. My name is Cameron Messiah. <laughs> oh, and I've given all of the volcanoes first names so that you can't just... because. You can't just guess or tell based on how many names they've got. My name's Etna MacDonald. <laughs> My name is Cameron Masaya. I live in Nicaragua. Though I often think about spurting hot spunky magma over thousands of young victims, I am sadly inactive. But that doesn't excuse me being what I am. I've forgotten all of this. Now, you've done this quiz before, so you should know all the answers <laughs> if you've taken it into your heart. Oh, God. But it was, it was, I'd forgotten that you'd done it in a way that was ambiguous. <laughs> I hadn't forgotten that, because I think Steve's feature was the only genuinely great part about the first. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say it was the only good part. I said genuinely great. Still. I fair, fair. <laughs> I think I think it's a volcano. Cameron Messiah. Matt saying volcano log. What do you think? I'm gonna say pedophile because of the specification of young victims. Hmm. Messiah Volcano is a caldera in Nicaragua. It is inactive. Mm. Oh, inactive was the clue. Yeah. Everybody's young if you're a volcano. Think about it. It's true. Yeah. They are old. Are you also get to watch families thrive and grow and die. You get to know them, and you know what the young ones are. Don't underestimate a volcano is what I'm saying, Matt. <laughs> Person, volcano or paedophile number two. <laughs> My name is Ruku Pichincha. I am from Ecuador. I am active 
and discharged myself near some children in public in October of 1999. <laughs> it was the first time I'd done it since the year 1660. <laughs> Is that a volcano or a paedophile? I'm going to go straight in there and say volcano. Matt, you're not having this one. (laughs) Yeah. You are right. I've had to look it up. (laughs) Pachincha is a dormant stratovolcano in Ecuador. The capital Quito wraps around its eastern slopes. You shouldn't laugh at your own features. <laughs> I like that you don't even know the answers to these. You, you are having to go and look up the answers now. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, person of um, Volcano Warpeter file number three. Um, <clears throat> my name is Rafael Moreno. I am also from Ecuador. I am active. I was convicted and jailed for two years for molestation. Oh, I'm just going to jump in and say it's a paedophile. No, I want him to say the word beginning with M. Okay, naughty. I was convicted and jailed for two years for molesting children at the care home where I was superintendent. Uh, yes, that is a pedophile, Matt. Pedophile, pedophile. That's uh, you a pedophile. called that one. Last one, volcano or pedophile? I no longer want to hear the word beginning with M, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you see, I tried to stop that, all right? I've got 10 years of sensibility under my coat and I wanted to just stop that. My name is Lawrence Chimborazzo. My peak is generally regarded as the bit of the Earth that is the farthest from the centre of the Earth at a distance of 6,384.4 kilometres. Am I a volcano or a paedophile? This is the question where you might slip up, isn't it? I think it's a volcano. I'm just to create that sense of tension for the readers, I'm going to say... It is a paedophile. It's a paedophile with the name of a volcano sitting on top of a volcano. <laughs> yes, he has got the title. Wouldn't he six foot God higher than damn. a volcano? Nice. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, did I get that? It's a Chimborazzo. Let's have a look. Let's Was look. that the punchline of the original one? Because I can't remember. <laughs> I remember you saying, oh, this is this helicoptering paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chimborazzo is 6,200. 63 metres tall. I don't know how I got to that number, but I may have added in the average height of a paedophile to that um, (laughs) aspect of the quiz. That's a Wikipedia page that doesn't get visited often. Thank you for playing my volcano versus and or a paedophile quiz. Uh, That's the last time you'll hear that. Um, I'm putting that back in the little box and it's staying in the past where it belongs. For another 10 years. We'll bring it back out in 2031, like a like a dusty old album at Christmas. Would it be punishable by death doing that by 2031? So, oh, if the bloody woke police get in get in charge, yeah, bloody will be, Matt. I think it's going to be your new bird story. You're going to have to do it at every live show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before someone gets hanged, finish the bird story. Someone rings a bell, and then thump. It's going to be a weird year, 2031. It's going to be a weird year. Yeah, you no, won't yeah. Be there. When cavemen wake up and they don't understand what an arcade is, mm. that's 2031 <laughs> is going to be trying to comprehend me on stage talking about a bird eating a berry, and then I'm immediately decapitated. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> just normal. Yeah. That's what it's like <laughs> for everyone. And even when you have explained to them what an arcade is, good luck explaining the difference between a shopping arcade and a video games arcade. Once you've done that, that's, that's again, beheaded. Oh, I would always hate that when you go to the... Sh- the shopping arcade, and you'd be walking past a shopping arcade, and you'd see the word arcade. Yeah, and, and go, you're like, "Mum, can we go to the arcade?" And she's like, "We are going to the arcade." It's like, oh, "You're coming to the monarch an arcade, Mum? That's crazy because you're <laughs> fucking boring." <laughs> it's like, "Well, check out these fucking 
trousers at the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> not great. They don't have point blank. It's not that kind of arcade. Fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 Well, I, I've really enjoyed doing this. Um, it's been a beautiful, beautiful ten years, and if if we, I, I really hope we're able to listen back to the episodes that we're recording right now in ten years and not be horrified by them in the same way I was horrified. Absolutely. Are you trying to wrap up the episode, Matt? No, no, I'm just I'm more? just just having a moment. Yeah, no, it's lovely, and uh, the one thing I do wish to revisit and i just want to enhance beautify and um just basically embellish is the um the first time i ever made you and steve do a sex together on the podcast i think i'd remember this well yeah i, I think this is a real thing did you because if you go if you go back to it i wrote a fan fiction about you two and it was so tame and so short but because I'd never, it was episode one of the podcast, I've never told you two about me imagining you two fuck before, so you reacted with a lot more surprise than maybe you would on episode 460 <laughs> when I've done it 320 times. Yeah, I think, the, I think the peak for me of that was the live show we did in a small upstairs area of a Camden bar where you talked about... Uh, Dragon Ball Z style firing jizz at each other in the sky and then an mm-hmm. older couple who just come in for the drop in comedy stood up and left the room that was yeah. that was a like after that I've seen it all she, you know what I mean her explanation was something like I think it's just such a waste of two good looking lads <laughs> <laughs> that's where she went with it yeah Not she just wanted such a, such a waste of your writing talent <laughs> <laughs> You know a lot of words. I think you're just putting them to poor use. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, I've dug out that fan fiction, and I've. Um, what have you done with it? We, we're just going to reprise it. It's it's something a bit. I've added a just a bit more director's cutty this time. Just like I, because you know, like you write at the beginning, you think, oh, I could have done better. I could have put more adjectives in that. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Um, we've, you've got access to both scripts, so feel free to mm-hmm. say whatever you like. So um, and also, I thought. To make it feel more authentic, like you were actually having sex, it'd be nice if you did the voices this time, because I'm not very good at imitating you, because you don't really have very distinctive voices. How dare you? That's true. How dare you? So you can't imitate you, Matt. (laughs) I sound exactly like almost every other white man on the internet. Okay. Hi, Steve. Said Matt, unzipping his trousers. Good afternoon, Matt. Said Steve, his weird balls sliding around inside a cast iron casserole dish. How do you do? I like the fact that you've you've upscaled this feature from the original by turning the greasy dish of the original script into a cast iron casserole dish. You can say it's, like, oh, yeah. it's like we're watching it on a four K telly. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been around a kitchen or two since then, so I know what happens in a kitchen now. <laughs> One of the Bob Mortimer rules of comedy writing is don't say biscuit, say a brand of biscuit. Say say hobnob, don't say a biscuit. A cast iron casserole dish, much better than a greasy dish. You could have, you could have leveled up and gone for a La Crusoe, but I guess you're just not ready for I that did, kind of I kitchen work. I dropped La out of there. I, I was on the La Crusoe page looking for... That I thought Le Crusade cast iron casserole dish was a little bit nah, too Nah, it's wordy. a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Yeah. It's a mouthful of, of beef stew. I dare say it won't be the last mouthful in this feature. Oh. <laughs> Truth be told, said Matt, an impossible sadness in his eyes, relating to events in his past that he was not yet ready to address. I could really do with spunking up your bum hole. You see, I added a bit of character and depth mm. and background to you there, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's about time. The meat of Steve's ass cheeks detached from his hips and started swapping places, spinning around like a novelty bow tie. My ass is a forbidden carousel, warned Steve. 
The anus at the fulcrum remained perfectly still, but the spiral tattoo on his arse cheeks proved irresistible to a passing fly. You, yeah, you diverted yeah. a little bit from, from the original. Sort of branched. It's, a yeah, it's branched. complete rework at this point. Yeah. This is like uh, when uh, they did the Star Wars films and just mm-hmm. put all the CGI stuff in. I'm, this not, is, I'm not sure this, at this bit point. is Jabba the Hutt walking yep. by in episode four, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, yeah. What on earth is that? said the fly to himself as he rolled helplessly towards the buttock hub. After googling the difference between pitch, roll and yaw for the first time since he'd stopped writing about video games for a living. But when the fly was two inches away from the beige stargate, a tiny but precise burst of tachyon energy shot out, immediately evolving him into a beautiful butterfly. And we're folding back into the main story now. Matt licked his lips and took the foil off a pepperami. He jammed it with the plastic sheath still on, right into his kissy kissy dick hole. And that's that's what I I changed the racist word for urethra there, which I didn't mm. do ten years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Shards of dry mucus and smegma flew across the room as the pepperami induced fissure in the thick mantle of Matt's unhygienic discharge allowed the pressure of his old bitter piss to detonate like one of the bad grenades they give to soldiers who won't do as they're told. <laughs> Laughed Matt. That's the stuff. Steve caught as much piss as he could in his mouth like it was golden tickets in the crystal dome, all the time trying to avoid the sage-coloured diseased shrapnel like it was silver tickets in the crystal dome. Would he score enough to ejaculate? Yes, if the dinging sound coming from his balls was anything to go by. Humming the first four bars of Rimsky korsakovs Tromberto <laughs> Conchone, I'll say that again, Humming the first four bars of Rimsky-Korsakov's trombone concerto, Matt pulled his buttocks miles apart. Steve made a short drug sex pant, removed one leg and threw it around the room like a boomerang. At one impossible moment, their bumholes collided mid-air with a big sloppy kiss. That's nice, opined Steve, holding his hand in the air as his leg returned obediently. Matt agreed and produced a knife. What was Matt going to do with the knife? Stay tuned next week when this exciting adventure will continue with spunk everywhere. Dun, dun, dun. I forgot Matt gets a knife out at the end of at the end of that scene. It suddenly I'd I'd forgotten the entire feature until Matt pulled a knife out and the image popped back into my head and it was a familiar one. Yeah. Thank, that's it. That was my first promise to write a follow-up feature. <laughs> One that I tenaciously refused to carry through until fucking Quantic Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to give a feature to me. And if we go someplace, hope and know that there's a chance regular features will see. And afterwards we drive it to a quiet little place and talk about the name. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like, Oh, hello. I used to come around here looking for features. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, it's because I had my fill of features, but I've run out. Do not have any regular features? Well, just listen to this. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Regular Features Podcast. If you enjoyed all of that little traipsy, traipsy walk down memory lane, all the way back to episode one, and you never want to go there again, the only thing you can do to ensure that we keep going on into the future, into the great beyond, into the great expanse of potential that lays before us, is to help us out by going to patreon.com forward slash regular features. And there you'll find out how to pledge to make the good times roll. We can be endlessly innovating, but only with your money. And in return, you will get your very own B-Name. Not only that, a B-Name 2.0 with a video certificate that you can show 
to the police if you ever get pulled over for speeding. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm sorry, I'm on my way to the beehive. And they'll say, oh, as you were, sir. <laughs> Please give a bee name to the following new patrons. Joe Russell. Russell up a wasp burger and we can be it, eat, be ate, be ate it for dinner. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just processing... Matt's bee name, and I missed the new name to give a bee name to. <laughs> it happens. It was a. It was quite a bee name. It was a fucking magnificent bee name. I wonder. Were you reading that bee name off off a cue card, Matt? Me? No. Yeah. Did you have it written down on in, in marker pen on a on your wall? No. It's got a book called the world's most <laughs> biggest, best, and bee name is <laughs> great bee names for boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> Please give a bee name to Sonny Ross. Was that you, darling? No, I think a bee came inside and just shat on our rug. <laughs> uh, can you do sound effects on the, um, on the bee uh, videos? If, Log's going to have to spell the sound effect, and then we can do it. But it has to be letters. Splurp. Yeah. Splurp. Okay, splurp. Okay. I'm so honoured to be able to give Sonny Ross, to be p- p- participating in Sonny Ross's bee baptism, uh, as Sonny Ross had done all the new artwork. That we, mm. that we launched for episode. And they did a magnificent job. Please give a bee name to Jennifer Penny. Bean for a penny, bean for a bee. <laughs> AKA Miss Honeypenny. Yes. Now we're talking. <laughs> bean for a penny. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. <laughs> They're both really good. We're going to have to go to Jennifer and ask her which one she prefers. No, no, no. It's there's both of them, aka aka Miss it's, Honeypenny. I wasn't yeah, yeah. overruling him. No, I would no, never no. Overrule a bee oh, name. Okay. I would merely append my four penneth. Finally, please give a bee name to George Barron. I'm just thinking the Baron of Buzz. I'm. I'm also. I'm thinking more the empty honey sack of the Baron Bee. How about Baron Buzz, the Baron Bee? Red Dead Baron Buzz. <laughs> Red Dead Baron Buzz. I think we're happy with that. I think the council has, has landed on Red Dead Baron Red Buzz. Red Dead Baron Buzz. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty that cool name. F- <laughs> that is like the coolest bee name. That's pretty, that's so pretty Red cool. Red Dead Baron Buzz. That's pretty good. These really are B name 2.0. They're yeah, working right? on another level now. It's <laughs> yeah. absolutely fantastic. I've never seen firing on all cylinders. You have new cylinders I've never seen before, and they're firing. <laughs> Why were you eating a cord during that? You used to look like you were absolutely mortified with everything you were saying. I just had to bite, that on, bite down on something while you were saying B names, like <laughs> a World War II soldier having a leg amputated <laughs> on, in the field. And that's what it will feel like when you get a B name. It will feel like having parts of you amputated. But B parts, what's the opposite of amputated? Grafted. <laughs> Grafted to your torso. <laughs> And it'll still be painful. If you'd like your very own B name, you go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. You'll also get access to the Beehive Discord, which is just a, a literal hive of activity. Um, there's lots of fun honey facts. <laughs> there's literally honey facts. Pictures of bees that you can browse through. I posted a picture of a shoe in a hedge. Um, <laughs> stories. Little there's a fun little community that's just sprung up and it's made me feel sad that we didn't do it any sooner. That this, <laughs> These people are all of our friends now and we all live together in the Beehive. And if you want to come, you've got to become a patron. £2 an episode, please. That would be lovely. Thank you. If not, don't worry. We'll be back next week with another episode just for you. Good night and buzz. <laughs>